Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Blooms. I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, first off, I really have to apologize. I did not realize it was Sunday until about like 30 minutes ago. Like, genuinely speaking, I thought it was Saturday. I was like, oh. Like, I just, I happened to notice on my phone that it said Sunday. And I sat there and I stared at it. I'm like, oh, shit. It's 5 o'clock on a Sunday. Oh, shit. I'm supposed to have a podcast, like, released already. I'm like, oh, I didn't record. Like, dude, I've been sick. The Fox Wife has been sick. We had hand, foot, and mouth disease. Like, that shit sucks. But the Fox Wife had it much worse than I did. For me, the worst I had were was the flu-like symptoms. I was out for maybe two days. My voice wasn't there. I had the chills. Like, it sucked. Her, it's been like a whole nine-day affair. She's finally, like, gotten to the point where, you know, she's showing signs of final recovery. You know, so the way the disease works is it shows up on your hands, feet, and mouth, like, La- or like welches and then inside your mouth you'll have some lacerations but and then like those bumps are basically little volcanoes of sorts that burn and itch and just sucks you can pop them sure but it's not good for your skin i actually found out that i had it because one of those little bumps happened to come up on my ring finger and i accidentally popped it by using my ring, it sucked. I still have the cut. But anyway, all that nastiness aside, she's doing much better. I'm doing much better. Very thankful for that. But before I really get started in here, too, I want to say, hey, I know it's a little bit short notice, uh, but I will be doing my official uh, Freshen Up Energy taste test live on stream tomorrow at about 7.30 p.m., uh, if you are interested in that, come out to twitch.tv slash phantasmablooms. If you have missed it, well, I have like four flavors to try, so I was thinking about doing a flavor per night per stream, and then using one of the flavors for like post-workout recovery. Because I usually, so now that I'm back, you know, feeling a lot better, Um, I didn't go to the gym at all last week. I kind of hated that I didn't go to the gym at all last week, and... I am excited to get back in there. And you know, I the reason I took this freshen up gig, okay? The reason I took this freshen up gig is because when I was at the gym and I was doing arms, I had overdid it once and I felt like I was going to throw up. Like I didn't drop the weights or anything like that. I just happened to push my limits a little too far that morning. And I felt a little dizzy, I felt like I was going to throw up, and the thing that saved me was a Bang energy drink. Like, I, I've, I've had a few in my lifetime, I'm trying to, you know, gradually get away from, you know, traditional energy drinks, sodas, all that stuff, because it's just, you're just drinking calories a lot of the time, especially if you're chugging down like a monster or something like that, like that. I don't mind going towards, like, the fitness-focused ones every now and again, um, but I was doing some research on them, and they're like, hey, we're looking for, you know, content creators. If you're interested, you know, sign up. We'll get you a code. We'll do this, that, and the other if you pass our stuff, and then you can go on from there. So I have officially gotten my little starter kit. It came with four flavors. I think it's, like, Warberry... Cherry Blossom was one, I know for sure. There was like a blue raspberry lemonade or something like that. Sour lemonade. And then like a couple other things. But anyway, if you're interested in that, I will definitely be talking about that more this week on stream. Which you can find at twitch.tv slash phantasmaplumes at about 7.15, We go live. Um, and that is in Eastern Standard Time, of course, of course. But on top of that... You know, I wanted to find something that was, like, a good, you know, happy alternative. You know, if I want to have something that was sitting on the side that I could take, shut, shoot down a little bit, and then, you know, get back to work kind of thing. And thankfully, that Bang Energy drink got me going. But at the same time, I really would prefer to go with a company that, like, I could actually talk to the people that make the stuff and be like, okay, what goes into this? And learn and you know, have a product that, hey, if I'm using it, 
I want other people to use kind of thing and get some money back. But anyway, if I like it, you guys, <laughs> at the start of podcast, we'll get a nice little jingle or two saying, hey, you like freshen up energy? Well, you can use the promo code BLOOMS10, which is a live code, by the way. If you go to freshenupenergy.com, you can use my promo code BLOOMS10 to get 10% off your order. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not heavily endorsing it quite yet. I want to try it myself, see how I feel, and then, so, like, the way I was going to do it was... Monday, Wednesday, taste test. Thursday is probably going to be the live application where I usually do my upper body workouts on Thursday, lower body workouts on Friday. Uh, Because I got to be at the office, I will take my shaker with me. I'll toss in that powder and be like, all right, here we go. Let's see how it works for post-workout recovery. But anyway, all that to say... (laughs) I'm about to about to go from the muscly muscle stuff to something that I feel like needs to be more commonly addressed in the self-help and, you know, mental wellness and just really in the being the best use sphere of content creation. Because if you have ever been on TikTok, if you've ever been on YouTube, if you've ever been on Spotify even, listening to podcasts, there are usually people, and this is ironic to say because I just tried to sell y'all on some fucking energy drinks, but <laughs> there's some uh, pre-workout powder, but there are usually people trying to coerce you into signing up for whatever program they have. You know, they'll do podcasts that are 20, 30 minutes long every week, talk about this, that, and the other, about finding happiness, finding joy, finding all this kind of fun stuff, and then they'll hit you with, by the way, I'm going to be doing a class coming up, and you can sign up for $1,000, it's a week-long class, we'll be meeting up in the fabulous Las Vegas area, you have to apply, or you have to pay for your staying and all, this is just for the class, but if you show up, I'll teach you some secret tricks on how to be happy, and how to do this, that, and the other, and it's just like, dude, there are so many people that genuinely just want to live happier, healthier lives, and they can't because they end up finding, you know, the wrong type of self-help. They burn themselves out on, you know, reaching out to programs or books or, you know, the wrong influencers. Not saying I'm the one to listen to or anything, but, you know, you reach out to the wrong people and you get burnt enough times and you kind of just give up on the notion of, you know, self-help in general. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this, too, is because I we've talked about it on the podcast before, where I've kind of, I don't want to say I've given up on the notion of finding a good therapist because of my problems with therapy, but because, you know, as we are getting ready to enter the school year, and go, I know a good number of my listeners are college-aged, high school-aged, you know, even adults who are, you know, parents of children that are going back to school, I understand this is a stressful time. Like, going back to school and starting the routine up again, dude, it kind of sucks. You know, some for some people it's great. Some people live by a routine. And, you know, I'm happy for you if you're one of those people. I, by far, am not. You know, I like having little breaks in the monotony of it all. Like, I love being able to you know, plan little vacations here and there, like special fun mini dates with the partner just to get me through the workday, you know, or while I'm at work, I like to interject things that make my workday more entertaining. Not saying I'm sending out like mass emails about me hacking the company, but I do, you know, take a little break here and there to study, to, you know, focus on the things I want to learn about and build myself up to a better standard for the company. Now, All that to say, you might be in that time of your life where you're like, hey, it's time for me, like, I'm starting a new semester in college. This is going to, like, the last semester I didn't do a great job. Or, you know, maybe it's a new semester for you in high school and you're like, damn, you know, I barely passed by last year. I'm going to find, like, a couple of productivity books or I'm going to find, like, a couple of self-help books on what works, what makes me feel better, what does this, that, and the other for me. And so I really, I kind of came up with this idea for the podcast because I was sitting there in the bookstore earlier today, actually, which by the way, 
if any of my listeners would like, Comey can't communicate volume seven. <laughs> Dude, I accidentally bought it twice. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like I've been, I've been trying to read more. I've actually been heavily inspired by one of my dear friends and big supporter of the show and the podcast or the show, the Twitch stuff, everything that I've been doing. My buddy Mehers, Michael, I will leave links to his stuff down below in the uh, great Michael's book nook, as he calls it. But he's been inspiring me to read and just get out of my comfort zone and find a couple of books that just catch my interest. There's also been another thing that kind of got me to kind of, like that kick in the ass I needed. Outside of having a great friend who makes great content, who, you know, puts his heart and soul into his book nook, like, seriously, please, after listening to this, or even in the middle of listening to this, pause this podcast and go listen to Michael's book nook. You know, it's not on Spotify or anything like that. He does a YouTube series. He has a good number of YouTube shorts. Go check them out. This dude is amazing. He is funny. He is smart. He's a great dad. Like, and he's got a pretty good dad bod. I'll give him credit where credit is due. <laughs> but he's just a very wise and articulate young man that... Oh, I was saying young man. I think I think he's older than me. <laughs> but all that to say, I am incredibly thankful to have somebody like him in my corner. And again, I will be putting links to his stuff down below, so please go check him out. Tell him that your buddy Phantasma Bloom sent you. But, um, I, there's this other YouTube channel that I watch from time to time called Low Budget Stories. And you know, I'm not, it's a little harder to recommend because it uses the Wojak format of memes, which if you're not sure what those are, they're kind of like the black and white caricatures of, you know... The boomer, the zoomer, all like e girls, all this kind of fun stuff. If you've been on the internet for the past couple of years, you've probably seen them. You know, uh, the guy sitting on like, have you seen the guy sitting in the brain chair of his own brain because he's so smart? That's a type of Wojak. Um, oh no, I think I just lost. Wait, I think we're, I think we're okay. Nope, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Sorry, you might hear me say that a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> I am currently going through a storm. That was also another reason why I wasn't going to record today. And my power's been flickering. Now, mind you, uh, if the power starts beeping at me, I'm not going to be able to keep recording, obviously. But for whatever reason, my monitor's kicked out. And I was just like, shit. I just lost, like, 13 good minutes of content. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't really edit those out. I apologize in advance if you hear anything. But if it comes down and everything goes dark, I will probably, you know, have to do a hard cut. And that will be one of the first times you'll ever hear me do a hard cut. But anyway, dude called Low Budget Stories. He made a video called From Doomer to Zoomer. And what it was about was this dude had basically... Started off like a pretty decent life. He had a partner, he had friends, he had, you know, buddies, so on and so forth. And everything was just gradually taken away from him. I.e. he became a doomer, which was basically like, didn't have any faith in humanity, wanted to give up on himself, so on and so forth. Well, in this follow-up video, Doomer to Zoomer, like that's the one I remember. I can't remember what it was called prior to. But... In this follow-up video, he is interrupted by the... If you've seen the meme of the Chad guy, like, very muscular dude, sharp chin, all that fun stuff, you, you'll recognize it as soon as you see it. But the dude, the Chad stops the, uh, stops the Wojak and he's like, hey, you know, why are you doing this? You can do so much better, let me teach you. And he starts off by complaining about all these things that's wrong with his life. And Chad is just like, listen, you know, you have the power to control all of this. You have the right to change yourself and do the right things. Like, today is your opportunity to start something new. Go ahead and start, kind of thing. 
and in the video, it's only like a five minute video. I highly recommend you go watch it. But after subscribing to, you know, Michael's book nook, but <laughs> it's, um, after the, like, as the video goes on, you know, the Chad catches Wojak, you know, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, what you're smoking. And he's like, yeah, this is one of the only joys I get in life. You know, get off me kind of thing. And he's like, but that comes at a cost of your health and your finances. Go buy it. And he's like, give up smoking today. Go buy a book, read it, become a more learned person, and you will feel your confidence start to grow. And then, of course, you know, went through and gave all the typical life coach advice stuff. You know, go to the gym. You'll feel better when you have a routine. You'll feel better when you look better kind of thing. You know, there's a reason why all these mental or all these life coaches recommend getting into a gym program. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely have been feeling better about myself because I've been going to the gym. You know, I I can say I've been going to the gym now for about a month, maybe two at this point. Uh, I have successfully completed three virtual challenges, which I know that that little virtual part has a stigma to it. But I've officially completed three of the Conqueror's virtual challenges. I've got three medals hanging on my wall at work. Like, dude, I am proud of that shit. I'm about to start my fourth one once the Foxwife feels up to it because she wanted to do one together with me. And I'm planning on, fun fact for anybody that's listening to this, and we'll go on to, you know, see the Twitch stream later on, but I am planning on coming back through around September-ish time and announcing that I will be doing a custom virtual challenge, which basically, based on every dollar that we earn for charity throughout those months, I will come through and do, you know, a 2023 challenge and a 2024 challenge just to say hey i'm in this i want to do this with y'all i want to you know make the right decisions and inspire everybody to kind of get up and get out and get going but anyway all that to say uh at the end of the video the wojack has definitely slimmed down he's bulked up somewhat and he thinks you know the chat he's like you know, thank you so much for guiding me through all these life experiences and giving me the advice and courage that I need. But I have one question. You know, you never told me who you were. And the Chad looks at me, he's like, my child, I've just been a figment of your imagination. You know, you had the power within you to change all this yourself kind of thing. And then he disappears and it leaves the uh, Wojak in a very nice restaurant, you know, just proud of himself, proud of where he came from. And that's why, you know, I've <laughs> I've recently, thanks to those two big things, I've really gotten back into reading. And I know I've kind of did an extended intro to all this, but I have always had a love-hate relationship with reading. You know, I loved and I hate I blame public schools. For this entirely, okay? I blame public schools for the fi- the fact that I hate reading because it was forced upon me. Not because, you know, I didn't want to read. I loved reading back in the day. I was reading Ken Follett in, like, fucking 8th grade. Reading Pillars of the Earth and shit. But when it came time for, like, book reports and summer reading list, the list of books we got were so boring that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stomach them. Like, I'll never forget 7th grade AP history, or pre-AP history at that point, I think. I had to read Guns, Germs, and Steel, which was one of the driest books I've ever read. I also had to read The History of the World in Six Glasses. A better read, but still dry as hell. You know... And then, at the same time, I had, like, another four books I needed to read from, uh, for AP Language Arts. And I was just like, bro, what the hell? Like, this shit blows! (laughs) And I actually came to resent reading for a long while. And, you know, it took me until I got into, I'd say, maybe high school, when I started getting 
because I was slowly getting into anime and all that back in like 7th grade, 8th grade, but I was really getting more invested into it when I was in high school. It would take time until I found manga that I'd just, you know, start reading again. And I know the stigma about manga is like, it's not real books, you're not reading, you're just looking at pictures, and it's just like, look, if the pictures make me happy, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know? But I kind of took that philosophy, though, and I ran with it, and I ended up doing that for my self-help books, because straight out... There are hundreds of thousands of self-help books out there. Will I maybe consider writing one to toss into that pile? Maybe. You know, I've actually been toying with the idea of going around and saying, like, my uh, to my mom and dad. Like, I think that's how I want to start the book and write it in the perspective. Well, just write it in my own perspective of I was a tortured, you know, soul by many aspects I grew up in a not-so-great family with alcoholics, and money issues rampant, and I wanted the whole book to be basically addressing those problems, and then, the like, the first half of that book to be addressing those problems, and then the last half to be, and this is how I grew from it, you know, so, dear, so, like, one chapter could be, to my mom that never loved me properly, and treated me more like a friend than a, you know, son. I'd start the chapter off explaining, you know, how that did. Like, how that messed me up. You know, how it confused me about what love really is. And how to properly give and receive love. And then follow up with, you know, but this is how I've repaired myself since then. And, you know, how I've learned to give and receive my own kind of love to my partner and to my friends and to my family around me, you know. But anyway, all that to say, there's a hundred thousand different self-help books topics out there. Or rather, a hundred thousand different self-help books out there over thousands of different self-help topics. And it's hard to find a good one that resonates with you because, you know what... Every writer is going to experience something different. You know, yes, you can go after, you know, certain books that everybody's ranting and raving about, like Atomic Habits. You know, Atomic Habits is the latest and greatest big picture piece that, you know, I remember seeing across Barnes and Books a Million everywhere. Well, at least last year. And I just recently picked up a copy. I'll tell you how it goes when I finally get to it. But... Anyway, you know, you can follow what everybody else is reading to kind of be in the it crowd and see what everybody else thinks. Or, you know, you can go a more specialized path. You know, I just picked up a book today. And I'm really excited to read this one. And I hope that this book doesn't suck ass because I spent, what, 25 bucks, I think? Hang on, let me get this open real quick. I just really liked the dude inside it. His name's Kyle Schleel, or Schlee, something like that. Anyway, I spent 26 bucks on his book, and it's called How to Host a Viking Funeral, The Case for Burning Your Regrets, Chasing Your Crazy Ideas, and Becoming the Person you meant to be, You're Meant to Be. I thought that was really cool, and like, I read through a couple of pages, and it resonated with me. I liked the way that the dude wrote it. I liked the way that the guy you know, has put himself in the book, but at the same time, I also am going through another book that I've talked about on the podcast before called Different After You, Rediscovering Yourself and Healing After Grief and Trauma by Michelle Neff Hernandez, creator of Camp Widow. So, you know, for me, I like the funnier books. I like the ones that can kind of make light of the situation and be like, yeah, no, I fucked up a little bit, but here's how I learned how I grew. But I also like those that are a more deeper dive into the issue where it's something that stands out to me, something that I need to hear. And that's the thing, is when you start looking at all these self-help books, you really got to consider your needs and goals. Like, what are you hoping to achieve by reading the book? And are you looking for something that's like, you know, are you looking for something to help? 
with your anxiety, your depression, your relationships? You know, like, what exactly do you want? Because too many people pick up a self-help book that everybody else is reading that doesn't really apply to them or isn't spoken in a way that really clicks with them. And that's okay. You know, sometimes when you look at different books and different authors, you have to consider what you want out of it more than what everybody else is reading, you know, or more than what everyone else is getting out of it themselves. So for me, for example, when I picked up Different After You, I wasn't looking for a book about handling grief. You know, I wasn't looking for any type of experience about reading another person's, you know, sob story about how life changed for them after, you know, after they lost their husband. Because to me, like, that at first seemed like too far of an experience to relate to losing my parents, losing my brother, you know, and all the trauma that came in between and discovering all this stuff, you know. But at the same time, it's being able to read these stories, being able to, you know, absorb their information, absorb what they have learned and what they've gone through, and... And taking what pieces work for me and taking them from that book and applying them to myself. You know, it's important that you look at every book and every topic and every class as if trying to evaluate the, like, as if trying to evaluate the advice given to you by friends. You know, do you take the advice of the friend that, is very near and dear to you that has a very similar life experience? Or do you take the general, you know, happy-go-lucky feeling one? You know, or the general advice from the friend that's trying to appeal to everybody? In that poorly (laughs) worded metaphor, what I'm really saying is, do you want to get into the deepest, you know, most... I guess, pinpoint example of what you're trying to work on. Like, let's say, for example, you're working with relationships, okay? Do you want to go as deep as to say how to save your marriage? You know, how to be a good partner versus, you know, how to deal with people. There are books spanning, like, the whole range of those two topics. There's hundreds of books in that alone, And a hundred different topics, like how to deal with family members, how to deal with extended family members, how to deal with kids, how to deal with kids of the extended family members, you know, how to be the cool uncle, how to be this, how to be that. And it's just, you need to figure out yourself where you need to start, you know, maybe go with one of the general advice books, one of the ones that are so far back that they aren't pinpoint, so that we can figure out, okay, well, you know, I know I need to work on this. And after reading this book, I realized that I have problems A, B, and C. Well, then you can go in and find books about A, B, and C and go from there. Or maybe you go a step before A, B, and C, the one, two, three, and find, okay, well, you know, I need book one or A1 instead of A3. And then go deeper than that. I know that's a terrible analogy, but to put in more proper terms... Imagine, imagine, and this is probably the best way I can describe it, so bear with me here. But imagine you are looking for computing books, okay? Do you go to how to program in PHP, you know, or in Linux, or not Linux, in uh, Python? Do you go to, or are you looking for a book that about only about programming in Python? Or are you looking for something a little further out? Or that's like, hey, how to design a program? What's the process of designing a program? Or, hey, how to open a program? Or even more robust, or even further out as Microsoft, you know, Windows 11. You know, where are you in your recovery? Figure out where you are first 
and what topic you're looking for, and then you're able to find the kind of books and topics that are actually going to be helpful to you. Because look, if I'm looking for a book on how to program you know, in PHP or Python or Ruby or anything else, I'm probably not going to need a book on Windows 11 getting started. You know, so skip over the, because that's the thing too, is sometimes you go a little too far out of your intended topic and you end up wasting time or you waste a little bit of money. Now look, I will say this too. There is nothing wrong with picking up a book and saying, hey, this isn't for me, closing it and tossing it. You know, you can, there's a number of like book resellers you can take stuff to and be like, hey, you know, this book wasn't right for me, you know. So I'd like to get a little bit of cash back or take it to Goodwill. You know, I, I might end up doing that with Comey volume seven. I'm not going to lie, but (laughs) it was just like, shit, but all that to say, you know, give the book onto somebody else that somebody like that may be dealing with a similar issue because you don't always know what other people's resources look like and say, Hey, this book didn't work for me, but you are starting off in a much further pace up, or much further out point. Here you go. Maybe this will help. You know? But that's the thing. It's just, don't be afraid to close a book and say, this book wasn't didn't make me feel comfortable. It's completely fine that you need to find a book that you're that really should be easy for you to read and understand. You should also feel like the author in the end of the day is someone that you can relate to. You know? Especially when it comes to just self-help in general. You don't want to go after, you know, and also, let's be entirely fair. Don't go after the books that are obvious scams, please. Like when it comes to self-help books, you will find some outlandish titles similar to, you know, building how to build a Viking funeral. You know, I would look at that, and if you told me that's, you know, or how to host a Viking funeral, excuse me, but if you told me that, I didn't think that would be about, you know, finding the best you and reinventing your life. I just think it's kind of fucking silly. But... There are also, you know, books that are all like, hey, this is how you can make $1,000 off of chia seeds. You know, how chia seeds saved my life. How chia seeds, like, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, how to sell chia seeds. And it's just like, look, there's so many people out there that wrote a book just to make a quick buck. It's kind of obvious at times and it's kind of scary at times because... You know, again, you don't want to let that be the book that burns you out and makes you think, well, you know, I tried a book, it didn't help, so now I'm, you know, at the end of my line. You never want it to be like that. You know, also, look at the author themselves, okay? Like, look at what the author has written, look into other books the author has written. If it's the first time the book, or the author has written a book, then maybe look up reviews of the book itself. Like, obviously you can do that with any book. But if you have any kind of question about how the book has impacted people, how the book resonates with people, go ask other people. You know, there's plenty of resources out there with Amazon, with Goodreads, with, you know, uh, Reddit, or even, you know, going on to good old Michael's Book Talk, or Book Nook, excuse me, There's web reviewers talking about books. There's bloggers talking about books. Find a review that, you know, makes you make a decision. That's the thing, too, is don't feel like you need to rush out and pick out something the first time you go to, you know, your local library or a bookstore. Like, be patient with yourself. Some of these books you have to kind of wrestle with, you know, And I'm not talking about just from reading and expecting results overnight. I'm talking about choosing the right one. You know? Find... Also, if you go on to Amazon, there are definitely books with plenty of samples that you can read. You know? Or, do what I do. If I find a book that has caught my eye, okay? I will open up the book and read like two pages. Two or three pages, depending on... If I'm there with anybody else or anything like that. 
I will open the book to a middle section or, like, instead of even going to the table of contents and finding out what's entirely in the book, I will just flip through, find a book, or find a section in the middle and read a few pages and see if I can, you know, vibe with the read. If I'm reading it and it feels like a bunch of bullshit, like, there was a book, I'm trying to remember what it was called off the top, but I think it was, like, What Makes food, like, what makes certain food the national food kind of thing, and was talking about, like, burgers and pasta and ramen, all that kind of fun stuff. At first, it seemed like an interesting read, but then I opened the book, and I'm reading a paragraph, and just, it was filled with so much ghibli gook that I couldn't care less. You know, when I open a book like that, I expect to have, like, hard information, you know, information that a value or like that elevates the concept of these ideas. Instead, it was just, you know, the author telling us about how they were sitting in a, you know, a Italian home learning about this recipe from somebody that got it from their Nana who got it from their Nana before them. And she's like, that's cool. But it didn't sell me on the book whatsoever. It made me think like, all right, if this is what you're talking about here, mind you, I might have picked a bad section. That's why I always try to read like two or three pages, but I just didn't like how that first paragraph was written. I just closed it. I'm like, you know what? It's not for me. Not right now. But absolutely read a section out of it. See if you like it. And also don't always go with the books that agree with you. You know, if you're looking for a self-help piece that you're trying to find, you know, I, I guess agree with you isn't necessarily the correct term, but you should feel challenged when you're reading a self-help book. The author themselves should pose some kind of idea or challenge or task upon you to make you sit back and think whether or not you are improving or where you are in the healing process. And that, you know, flip to the end of a chapter on something and see if they hit you with a hook question and be like, hey, now that we've learned about this, what does it make you feel like? Because at the end of the day, if the author isn't engaging with you, isn't making you think, then you're just reading the words to read the words. Always take that time to kind of take a second and reflect back or talk to somebody about it. You know, or write your own book, report, blog, whatever you want to do. You know, by all means, engage with the work. The work that you're reading should make you want to engage with it. Otherwise, it's a waste of paper and space. Kind of like the podcast at the end of the day. If this podcast is making you happy, making you think, making you reconsider how you go about picking out a self-help book, then come back and talk with me about it. Talk what, like, what do you do to figure out what book is right for you? And how has that helped? You know, what self-help books are you going through? And, you know, maybe tell me about them. You know, what? Also, try to make it in a way that you are selling the book to somebody else. Like, if I read a book and I really like it, I will tell people about it. Word of mouth is the savior among books, okay? So, if I go through, like, I love, I've loved reading Different After You thus far. I am more than halfway through with it. I'm hoping to finish it sometime this week, but... I'm hoping that at the end of it, I can have a nice little podcast episode talking about Different After You and the things I've learned from it and the things that I think you can learn from it. Or, you know, I carry the lessons into another podcast episode and be like, okay, yeah. So, in Different After You, the author, um, Michelle Neff Hernandez, goes through and introduced the concept of, you know, considering your fishbowl, which is your immediate environment the things that are within your fishbowl and the things that are outside of it when receiving advice, you know, in talking about like the things that live with you, the things that, you know, are in your immediate proximity, like your coworkers and your friends, your acquaintances. So like you have, they explain in like five levels, but they have the people that live with you, like the people that you're directly impacted by the people that live 
close to you, which are your friends, your family, you know, your extended family kind of thing, uh, your coworkers, the people that are in your life often enough that they know you and your decision can impact them. And then there's a step further out that's like, you know, the people that are reoccurring within your life, but you're not necessarily friends with them. You know, your neighbors, for example. Then you go a step further out. Those are the goldfish watchers, the people that after a major event, these are the people that come and look at your bowl and judge how you live. And then you have the goldfish or the bowl next to you, which are people looking into your bowl and judging, like, and you wanting to compare yourself to them kind of thing. And just being like, oh, their water's cleaner. Why isn't my water cleaner? And them looking back at you and being like, oh, they live like crap. You know, they don't have any decorative trees like we do kind of thing. And last but not least, it's the people living in the ocean, which is not safe for a goldfish to live in. So any advice you get from those kinds of people that just kind of aren't anything related to you, you shouldn't listen to. Whew, sorry, I went on a whole tangent there. Back to what I was talking about. (laughs) Suffice to say, you know, when you consider any type of self-help book, you know, I hope as you're reading it, you it makes you want to talk about it. It makes you want to engage with it. It makes you want to, you know, go and do some actual reflection. It's all kind of in the book's tone, really. That, you know, maybe it'll challenge you. Maybe it'll be a, kind of encouraging. Maybe it'll be supportive. But you shouldn't feel judged or preachy. Or, like, the tone of the book shouldn't be preachy. You should be able to look at it and be like, okay... Yes, I understand what you're saying here. I want to take this back and think about it and get back to you. You know, and maybe that's when you close the book for a little bit. You go for a walk or you go for anything else. And then you come back in a couple of days with a refreshed mind after considering everything that has been posed to you. Whew. I've been talking a lot. (laughs) But all that to say, you know, the last thing you can really do too is see like and especially if it comes with these books with free trials i don't know i've kind of already talked about that haven't i i was gonna say like you know be careful about the books that have trials associated with them like oh yeah you know thank you for reading this book if you go onto this website and sign up at this trial uh you'll be able to get all this extra additional information and all this other fun stuff i was gonna say be careful about that because i saw that earlier today And honestly, I think I've already kind of touched on that enough where it's like, look, you know, if you think a program is going to be worth it for you, then by all means, feel free to pursue it. But don't go after the things that clash against your own ideas. Like, don't go after the instant fixes or, you know, how to be happy in three days by this YouTuber. Like, no, no. It's not a three-day thing. It's not a week thing. It's not a month thing. You have to give yourself time to, you know, dissolve and to, you know, dissolve the information you receive and apply it to yourself in what, in like what places you can. And then you can start finding smaller improvements. Any place that calls and says, yeah, we have the miracle cure. It's just snake oil. You know, you have to be careful of the snake oil in the medicine. You know, unfortunately, there's no real good self-help book out there that's going to solve all your issues. And, you know, maybe self-help book. And that's the thing, too, is maybe you'll go through a couple of books and you really like the authors and you really like the book, but it doesn't vibe with you. It doesn't you know, you don't get anything out of it. And that's completely fine, too. You tried like that's the key takeaway you're trying to do better. And you shouldn't be frustrated that, you know, the book didn't do anything with you. Be proud that you tried. You learned something. Maybe you got a little bit of experience from the book itself. Because I think the one thing about reading, okay, the one thing about reading that has always been something that I don't think a lot of people realize is a book extends your life. 
Now, I don't mean that in the, you know, scientific sense of, you know, reading five times a day will increase your life expectancy by ten years. No, I don't mean that at all. But what I do mean is you can live the lives of other people through books. You can learn the things that they have learned by reading their words and gathering their experiences and carrying them on with yourself. Suffice to say, if you are in the example, or if you're in a fire and you happen to read a book about, you know, a firefighter who, you know, did X, Y, and Z when caught in this fire, hey, maybe that'll save your life, you know? Now, mind you, it's not going to be a one-to-one like that. But being more learned, being more educated, being more aware of the world around you, whether that be reading someone else's memoir or, you know, reading a self-help book on different topics that maybe don't affect you personally. Like maybe there's something about your friend that you want to talk to them about and being able to have a good conversation with them after understanding like some of the viewpoints they might be going through. Then, hey... You know, you've taken somebody else's time and experience, something that's taken them years, and you took a week of your life to read that. You have artificially extended your life because you have gotten in like years and years worth of experience drilled into you within two weeks. So be curious. Look out for things that maybe, you know, you don't need the self-help book for you, but you could appreciate having an understanding of for somebody else. Anyway, <laughs> I think I've been talking for good long while now. Honestly, I've kind of lost myself within the plot here because it is a very cloudy day. It has been a rainy day. Honestly, I've caught myself off like three or four times already. So I'm going to go ahead and end things off here. But that is to say, I want you to be able to come back to me and talk about the self-help books that you have read recently, the things that have made you, you know, really think and consider the world around you, you know? And I hope that at the end of this podcast, now that we've kind of reached the ending here, you feel a little more comfortable about going out and finding a self-help book. Like, I get there's so many stigmas about, you know, getting any of these kinds of books because they're all just shams, they're all just trying to get your money, blah, 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 blah. You know, but if it's the thing that helps you, if it's the thing that makes you realize and understand some of the things you're going through more, and you feel like having a single, you know, perspective throughout an entirety of a book instead of going out and getting multiple pages off the web for free, because that was another thing, too, I, you know, heard a lot of as I told people that I was, you know, getting more into self-help reading. They're like, oh, well, why don't you just read articles online? Like, you could just get all that information off online. Like, look, I like being able to, you know, get away from the computer for a little while. I work on a computer eight hours out of the day, Monday through Friday. And then I dick around on a computer for stream and podcasts and everything else. I like my time with eyes on paper. I like being away from that kind of stuff and being able to, you know absorb information given to me by a singular voice instead of having so many other voices just crowding around like, hey, I have this, you know, great class that you can sign up for. Oh, by the way, I'm, you know, I'm a renowned psychologist. You should sign up for my class. Anyway, here's like all the advice that you need in one giant spreadsheet and if you're so kind you can come visit my youtube channel where i have a 200 bot video series talking about happiness also right here i have you know just everything you may ever need just make sure you like the comments and you do this and that and you'll unlock everything like seriously instead of having all those voices telling me like 10 different things that I can read the same information on, like, three different sites, and I don't have to pay shit to get into one, but I pay $10 to get into another one, so on and so forth. Like, I'd rather just have one singular, concise voice to be like, hey, I'm your friend in this, let's talk about, you know, how to live your best life. I appreciate that more than anything else. But, anyway... 
I've talked a whole bunch about books, but real quick, before I do my little sign-off, I do want to remind y'all to go check out Michael's Book Nook. My buddy Mehers has been working really hard on it. He's put a lot of good book reviews on there. He does a lot of fiction-type stuff. That's his kind of jam. You know, but he, he did do one for me. I convinced him to read Convenience Store Woman, which I was really proud of. <laughs> it's a short read. Seriously, if you're looking for a book, go check that one out. But anyway, go check him out. Links for his stuff will be below in the description. Go follow him. Go give him a like. Go tell him he's a cool-looking dude and make his day like he has made mine countless times over. But guys, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in the form of pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And also, I want to go one step further here. I know I'm interrupting myself in my outro, but I do want to say, if y'all ever want me to do book reviews myself, like there's a book you've been reading that you want me to go through and talk about, please feel free to send it over to my like inbox and be like, hey, I'm reading this book and I want you, like, I want you to read it and give me your opinion of it. Or, you know, if you're an author and you want somebody to read your book, I'd be more than happy to be your editor. Send it over to plumescast at gmail.com. Anyway, if that is if the podcast is enough blooms for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. That email again or that website again, excuse me, is Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in, and as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everybody, give a hoot, pick up a book. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Bye-bye.